Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach, Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book, Going, Going, Gone, about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. Welcome to Parenting in the 21st Century. I'm Jeff Schott, the founder of Revive Family and revivefamily.com. And today we're going to be touching on a topic that's going to take a couple of programs because it's all about the five T's of building family connection. I know that's something we all desire as parents. We desire to be connected to our kids. We desire that our kids be connected to each other. But what I'm finding from talking to so many families around the country is that oftentimes that connection is broken down and we're basically just coexisting under one roof. What's been interesting for me as I've started to run our family camps where families come in and spend a week having fun, doing fun activities, but also to begin sharing and talking and resolving past issues and past hurts, what I've discovered is that oftentimes what parents assume the kids want is actually not at all accurate. In fact, recently I had a family come stay with us, and what was fascinating is that these kids were desiring these five T's. In fact, it was this group of three kids that actually helped coin the five T's of family connection. And at the top of their list of their desire was to be together as a family which really surprised the parents because if the parents looked at it objectively, they would have assumed that the kids didn't want to be together. They didn't want to spend time with them because there were there were breakdowns in the relationships between the kids and the kids were hiding in their rooms and didn't seem to want to spend time with the parents. Yet it was very, very true that at the very top of their desire was to be together. They didn't like the fact that it seemed like they were just five individuals coexisting under one roof. So that's what we're going to be talking about today in the context of family camp, uh, some of the feedback we got from some of these kids, which was absolutely 100% consistent with all of my research. And one of the main reasons that it's consistent with my research is that these kids have a different set of desires. It's a new generation. And this generation is all about community, authenticity, relationship, fairness, whereas previous generations were more about information, knowledge, truth, um, understanding, higher education. This one's very different. And with me today in studio is my daughter, Jennifer. And I wanted to get her perspective real quickly on this whole thought of togetherness. Why is it so important for this generation? Why is their need, their desire so much higher to be together with their families than previous generations in your thoughts? Well, my thoughts on it are that it's, it has to do a lot with social media and how my generation is communicating with um, their friends, their family, which is mainly through Facebook or texting. And rarely do you ever get a call from from uh, your kid. But it's mainly they want to be together because of that disconnection in out in the world. It's because if you have a friend, you are 
texting them, you're not calling them, and you, and you're only hanging out with them every once in a while. So it's it's the feeling of community of being there with somebody, and we really need to have it at home nowadays instead of um, it needs to replace what what is going on out in the world. It's interesting because you know all the studies are showing that. People that are using Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of these things um, significantly oftentimes actually have a greater sense of loneliness. Even though they're connected to more people, they have all of these friends, all of these followers. It's not meeting the psychological needs for relationship. Um, there's even psychological needs for um, physical contact in all of these other dimensions that technology seems to be putting us further and further apart rather than drawing us together. So as I went through this time with this family and family camp, what was interesting is five T's of family connection emerged during that time. And those five T's are together, which was at the top of their list. That's what they truly desired, which did surprise their parents. And then transparency, talk, time, and trust. And over the next couple of radio programs, we're going to be diving into each of these areas of the five T's of family connection, because I believe they're so vital. And and oftentimes, we as parents who may have been from a different generation with a different set of desires, often don't understand how much our kids need these things in their lives. So... As we look at this, we want to talk about together today, togetherness. How do we begin to understand what that even means? And what do we need to begin to do to build it? And frankly, togetherness is created by all four of the the coming topics of the other four T's. What's interesting is I looked at the definition of together, and it says into or in one gathering into or in union, or into or in relationship. And one of the things that this family really desired, these kids really desired, was they didn't just want to coexist under one roof. They didn't like the fact that they were hiding in their rooms. They didn't like the fact that they weren't getting along as siblings and they weren't close with each other. Their parents wouldn't have believed it until they heard it come out of all three of their kids' mouths in very significant ways with very deep, actually some hurt associated with the sense of being alone. Growing up in a family, all the kids felt alone. And that's because oftentimes as parents, we're focused on getting through the day, through our busy schedules, making sure our kids are behaving well, making sure our kids are doing and performing well. But when we really stop about and think about that, that's not the basis of a true relationship. It's not about how someone performs. It's not about how they behave. It's about the communication, the interaction. And that's what these kids were talking about. When they talked about togetherness, they wanted to be able to talk. They wanted to be able to talk more deeply. They wanted to be able to understand each other. They wanted to be able to share feelings and to explore topics without a sense of the parents having the right answers and coming in and trying to assert the right answers into their lives. They wanted real interaction. They wanted real relationship. They wanted deep connection. And that's what they were looking for in togetherness, which really fits with that definition if we look at 
in one gathering. It's not four or five people all in their own rooms doing their own things on their own phones or their own iPads. Um, it's about being in union. Union uh, means being in lockstep. It means being close. Um, we're united. We're united and heading in a, in a common direction for a common reason and a common purpose. And in so many families, I'm finding that that has broken down. It doesn't exist. And in relationship, uh, relationships are vital to being together. But too often I find that issues aren't getting resolved and past hurt and past baggage gets in the way of those relationships. I know, Jennifer, for you, you've even had that sense at times in our own family that things weren't fully getting resolved. And that led to things that kind of piled up in you. Why is it so important if a family is going to be together for a, the family to have a way to resolve issues? And, and what needs to happen from a kid's perspective um, for families to resolve issues? Because I know oftentimes the parents have an issue with the kids and the kids apologize, but sometimes the kids um, have issues with the parents and often don't feel free to discuss that. So why is it so important from a kid's perspective to have this ability to resolve issues with their parents? It's really important for kids to be able to bring things up with their parents and resolve problems going on for them because it creates more of a healthy relationship that they can have with their parents. Like with you and me, we act, as I've heard from some people, more like brother and sister than we do father-daughter. And I found that really weird because um, I had never thought of it that way you're supposed to create a friendship relationship with your kids and you're supposed to come beside them and guide them um, with influence as you call your, your stuff influential parenting. I know that one of the challenges that happens is often because of how parents have been trained uh, to interact with their kids, that many kids, most kids I talk with in my research and in the coaching I do, are afraid to share things with their parents. And thus, the parents aren't really hearing the true feelings, the true thoughts, the true ideas of their kids. And that creates a wall that begins to build distance and damages the desire uh, on the part of the kid to please their parents. Talk a little bit about this whole sense of fear. Why do kids fear bringing up issues with their parents? One of the reasons I feared bringing things up with my parents when you guys started all of this was what it was going to happen. Are they going to believe me? Are they going to take what I say and change? Or are they just going to dismiss what, I, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking? I know from talking with the three kids that came to family camp, they all felt like their parents didn't really understand them, didn't really listen, and that they often had the answers and didn't take the time to listen, hear, and understand them. Um, so that's one of the things that led to their fear of bringing things up, interacting on a real level with their kids. We'll be back in a couple of minutes to talk more about togetherness and how it fits into the five T's of family connection as we continue. 
If you're intrigued by the content in this radio program, I want to encourage you to visit revivefamily.com and sign up for our free webinar. If you desire to have the type of influence in your kids' lives that will have them asking you for advice, please explore our research and the key concepts behind influential parenting. It's available now online. You can sign up for free today and begin watching by going to revivefamily.com forward slash webinar. That's revivefamily.com forward slash webinar. Welcome back to Parenting in the 21st Century. I'm Jeff Schott, and with me today is my daughter, Jennifer, and we're talking about a vital topic, about togetherness. It's one of the critical five T's for building family connections, something I see that's breaking down in a vast majority of families today. And it's definitely not what we desire as parents, but it's definitely an outcome I'm finding to be very common. As we can go into a restaurant and we can see families sitting and everybody's on their phone. I know the phone and all that social media and connection really drives parents crazy and they believe that that's costing the family connection. But it was really clear from this family that came into family camp that helped coin the five T's of family connection that that wasn't the case. It was not the phones that were causing the disconnect. It was the relationships, the inability to resolve issues like we were talking about in the previous segment. One of the things I'm finding over and over again is that oftentimes our kids end up feeling like we don't understand them at all. In fact, this morning at 7.30 a.m., I was on the phone with a 20-year-old student, college student, back home uh, for the summer with his family, and he was talking about my parents, my mom, my dad, they don't understand me. And that's killing us when it comes to a sense of togetherness. If we don't take the time to hear and understand each other, it's not going to be long before we are living like four, three, four, five individuals under one roof, which is what so many kids tell me they feel like about their own families. One of the things that I'm finding that really leads to that is that we as parents tend to have the answers and we tend not to truly listen, listen with the intent of coming to truly understand our kid, how they're wired, their perspective, and why their desires, why their thoughts, why their perspectives may be different than ours. It's oftentimes, it's hard for parents to get to that point because we do have more experience. We do have more knowledge. We have more wisdom. So oftentimes we can hear what our kid starts to say and we can jump to that wisdom. We can jump to that knowledge and want to provide the answer or even give them an edict to, to, to execute our answer. And as a result, our kids end up not feeling heard listened to and understood, which breaks down their sense of wanting to listen, to please us, to be together with us. They choose, they want to avoid us. And that's why they end up in their rooms playing video games and etc. Their desire for togetherness though is so strong. And I know Jennifer, you talked a little bit about social media and the distance that that creates in relationships today and and needing something else like the family to be together. But what is another reason kids want to be together? Why do they desire togetherness with their parents and with their sibling? My generation 
really desires a deeper connection with everybody um, in their family, everybody that they may become friends with, and um, deeper relationships in in every aspect of their lives. And it's because we want that tight-knit community and, and we want to be more understanding, more... Um, caring. Yeah, caring. Yeah, this generation has this strong sense for social justice. They care. They want to understand. They want to understand other people's perspectives. So that means they also want to be understood. And that's one of the things that I think has been really surprising for parents as they go through family camp is how much their kids want an emotional connection. They don't just want to talk about surface things, you know, activities and schoolwork and grades and all of those types of things. They want to talk emotionally. They want an emotional connection. You know, Jennifer, what and why is an emotional connection in your perspective, in your generation, what does an emotional connection look like? Well, an emotional connection is the deeper understanding that I was talking about earlier. It's it's basically, I want you to know me, and I want you to understand that I feel things, and I, I want you to help me with my feelings. I want you to understand that I need that help with my feelings. And a lot of parents don't do that. They they pick at the surface and they they don't go into the deep emotional um pit in in their kids' hearts. And it's like we need that. We're screaming for you to come in and help us sort through all of this because you're older. You know more. And that's why I come to you to, for a lot of things. That's why I go to you for dating advice. That's why I go to you when I'm not feeling happy or if I'm having issues with my core values or I, I come to you because you help me with that pit inside my heart. And a lot of that is me asking questions and getting you to understand your own feelings and listening and then providing a little bit of advice. It's not me jumping in at the beginning and telling you how it is and how it was when I grew up and what you need to do. It's more the listening, the understanding, and then sharing perspectives and asking questions to help you think and process. And that's one of the things that I'm seeing is really needed today. It's needed because uh, this generation is more sensitive than previous generations because they value the relationship. They value the authenticity, the community. And that's why emotional communication is so important. What I find is such a challenge today for parents is that oftentimes um, our, our parents didn't talk emotionally. They didn't share their feelings. They didn't help us process our feelings. So oftentimes I find that we are weak as parents in understanding our own feelings, uh, being able to discern them other than feelings of pain and anger where things are triggered and, and we go to one of two places. Um, but there's a whole myriad of other feelings that if we're going to raise emotionally aware kids, we need to be able to to be emotionally aware ourselves. And when our parents necessarily weren't that and didn't help us communicate emotionally, 
that means doing some exploring um, in our own lives, in our own hearts, coming to discern our feelings, and then being brave in sharing those feelings. It was fascinating when the family was here uh, because there was a session where I kind of sat back and let the family attempt to discuss an issue without any of my coaching or interaction, and it broke down. It crashed and burned, and it crashed and burned probably mainly because the father went back to dealing with the facts and perspective as opposed to communicating emotionally. So once it broke down and the three kids went off by themselves, I sat and talked to the father and I said, so how are you feeling at this moment in time? You know, and he couldn't come up with any words to describe what was going on inside him. And then I shared, well, from what I heard, what I saw, if I were a dad in your position, here are the feelings that I would be feeling. And I listed six feelings and he looked at me with these huge shocked eyes and he goes, it's exactly how I'm feeling. And then I said, you know what I need you to do? I need you to go upstairs and I need you to sit down with your kids and I need you to share those six feelings with them. And he was mortified. He was scared to death to go share those feelings. He was convinced his kids wouldn't listen, wouldn't understand that it would lead to another breakdown, another uh, time where the kids walked out on him, which that hurt him deeply because uh, he really does love them and care them. He hasn't care for them. He doesn't, hasn't really shown that really well because he didn't get any of that from his parents. And so I had to encourage him, cajole him, you know, basically assign him, force him to go upstairs and talk to his kids. And he was gone for a long time. And his wife and I were sitting outside waiting and waiting and going, oh, my goodness, I, you know, did this go off track? And then all of a sudden, you know, after about 45 minutes, he emerged with a big smile on his face and gave two thumbs up. And that's what I'm finding, parents, that we need to understand. We may not be comfortable. We may not um, feel like sharing our feelings and what's going on inside us will help a situation, but that's absolutely not true. This generation, if we'll share our feelings and they hear us and they understand us because they're about relationship, community, authenticity, and understanding, when they, they hear how we're feeling, I found they jump in and want to help us. They come to understand us. They change their communication because they don't want to hurt us. They are sensitive. But because we're not communicating emotionally with them, these giant divides can happen and great hurt can pile up in our kids' hearts because they so deeply need this emotional connection today. So Jennifer, as you think about your friends, you think about the people you grew up with before going off to college, how many of them had true emotional connection, emotional communication, emotional awareness and understanding with their parents? Zero. Zero. You didn't have any of all of those friends and those people in in you know the theater group and and in the choir and chorus they they just didn't have that sense of understanding and connection with their parents. Nope. What did that leave them feeling, do you think? Frustrated. Why? Because they want it and they see some people have it and, you know, they come over to my house or they see how I interact with my parents and that I want my parents around. And I think that's why they ended up coming over to my house most of the time. 
because they saw something in our family that they wanted in theirs but didn't know how to get. So parents, what I want to share with you is we're going to be talking about the five T's of family connection, something that this generation of kids desire really heavily. Today, we've talked about togetherness, where we're together because we're resolving issues. We're together because we're taking the time to listen and truly understand. We're together because we're emotionally connected and we're communicating about our feelings with one another, which brings about understanding and connection. In the coming programs, we're going to be talking about those remaining four T's. Those T's include transparency, talk. What type of talk? How do we do that? What does it look like? Um, Because a lot of the talking that we're doing as parents today is meeting um, resistance or falling upon deaf ears. And we're also talking about time And we're talking about trust as we continue this series on the vital five T's of family connection. Thanks for joining us. I'm Jeff Schott. I look forward to having you back again for another session of Parenting in the 21st Century, where we're seeking to help parents and kids connect, understand each other, and avoid a lot of the pitfalls we're seeing happen in so many relationships in so many families across the country. I look forward to being back with you again next week. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.